0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of What to Watch on Netflix. My name is Jed Shepard, and I'm your host. Um, and if you guys don't know how this works, it's myself and a guest, and we go one by one, giving you recommendations of What to Watch on Netflix. Now, don't think Netflix is the only thing you can stream things on. Uh, this podcast is open to all streaming services. So you've got Amazon Prime, you've got Shudder, if you're into horror, Crunchyroll, which I going to be speaking about in a bit, which gives you all the animes. Um, but today on... Uh, this podcast i'll be talking to a friend of mine ben hello hey ben um uh, do you want to give your surname as well can do you, uh, ben Lentz, but it's <laughs> not a massive
1: issue i'm not on twitter so
0: yeah you, you can't find him <laughs> um, and um ben is the person i probably go to the cinema the most this is the reason why i want to have him on because we've got um cinema issues to talk about <laughs> um so myself and ben go to the cinema quite often mm. um it's usually me saying ben we should watch this and ben going oh I'm not too sure about this. It's mainly Jed Shepherd's choices. Yeah. yeah, and then he and then he I he negotiate. does a bit of research, and I I always like Ben, Ben, trust me, don't do any research, <laughs> just just trust me on this. And then most most times I he would trust me and the highlight f- was the son of soul definitely son of soul no, yes yeah, which is great amazing um so yeah so every now and i'm gonna get it right sometimes i admit so, I, I get it wrong it's a bit of both you know a <laughs> bit of negotiation and, yeah you know sometimes so, i choose sometimes you that's true so the thing i want to talk about when we go to the cinema Ben, is you do the thing that i i just can't believe where you want to sit on the front row <laughs> what's up with that well, it's, it's a couple of things. Right, okay. um, I'll give you kind of... A, There's a, probably people out there thinking, well, yeah, that's the best place. It's the closest to the front.
1: Well, it, it, you know, it depends on the cinema. Um, that's a big one. But mainly, point, I'm quite point. tall. So, you know, for your... your, your, your yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a audio show, so I am can't quite... See, he's I, he's he a can't tall guy. Tall, he's the six, three, six, four, So yeah. it is... That's number one, so stick my legs out. Number two is, yep. uh, you know, people pay all this money to go to the IMAX. True, yeah. And, yeah. you know, want to have a surround sound view, just sit closer to <laughs> Just
0: the, sit closer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and so I don't really get... I don't really understand. It. It's like, well, you know, people are paying up for 20 quid to go to the IMAX, and you can just go to a cinema and sit, and a bit sit close, closer. It's not quite the same. See, when, I
0: mean, you, uh, you talk a good talk. I've but, got but
1: another couple, you
0: know. Okay, <laughs> go on, go on. Go on.
1: <laughs> uh, also people. You know, you, the yeah. closer you sit to the front, the less likely you're going to have some people in your way. No, well, or distracting and, you. Or? Annoying people talking and, you know, <laughs> you know yeah. as we found out. and Have we found out in the past before? Yeah. As we go to a, uh, an interesting
0: cinema in, in, in Peckham, Peckham, yeah. Peckham, yeah. So, okay, l- right. First of all, the best place to sit in the cinema is not the front. You don't get the best view at the front of the cinema. In, in ni- 99% of the, the cinemas, right, you need to sit... If you want a good view, you just need to sit at least least four rows back. Ideally, maybe more into the middle. Um, Sitting at the front means you have to move your neck around tons. Um, I can understand you've got long legs... Yeah, but don't try and make it out like it's the best for for every user. It's the best for you and your long legs. Well, it's it's, it's as, as you explained. Remember, uh, you know, uh, as,
1: last time we went to the cinema, it was a while yeah. ago now. There were some people chatting right behind them. I, yeah, you know, we were about midway in the, the you know, on the seating. I went and sat at the front. No problems at all.
0: great oh. thing about Ben is he has no uh, fear in saying to someone, shut up. You're <laughs> talking too loud. <laughs> I tried that. And then I, you know, I was like, no, you yeah. <laughs> we were about 12 and uh, yeah, I just gave really up. And then I was just like, you know, you went to know. the front. So what, what, what you, what you tend to do now, what I've noticed is we get into the cinema <laughs> and then you run to the front. So I don't have any choice. I either like sit like by myself um, or I, or I have to sit with you at the front with my neck craning up and down. It's good for you. You know, it's good for your posture
1: <laughs> you're sitting at work all day you're leaning over forwards at that computer screen you get yourself down the cinema you know that posture's sorted for okay. you so you know i, I have to admit what I does have your had... girlfriend think about sitting at the front well, we actually it? go to we go to a cinema where it's actually okay so it's not
0: massively... where the seats start a bit further there's back only so ever been
1: one time that i've actually really regretted sitting at the front
0: um really really regretted it it's think... like the imax right that that was because there was no other tickets available. Right. Okay. You sit at the front of an, an IMAX cinema. You might as well just go home because you're not going to see half the film. You see about seventy five percent of it.
1: You, you do see it. You just it's just not pleasant. But th- yeah. I mean it, that's because there's normally you know if I go to an IMAX film there's a limited amount of showings and yeah. I have to book it up. Whatever. Sometimes I'm not not the sort of person who will book up. Yeah. An IMAX ticket three months in advance. Unfortunately, but like, I,
0: I compromise. I go okay. Let's sit near the front. And mm. sometimes you get it like a four, about four seats back. You get yeah, a little gap. It's so okay, you can yeah. and, yeah. um,
1: but no, the only time I do really regret, uh, you know, seeing the front was uh, Star Trek. I think it was two or three. I mean, I'm not a fan. And, but no, go on. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, I just came out basically like I had a hard day drinking. Yeah. And uh, motion sickness as well. So just from an hour and a half, two
0: hour film. So yeah, that was a mistake. So. That's just mostly due to your bad life, life choices. <laughs> it was motion <laughs> blur. So, right, okay, basically, but yeah. <laughs> uh, but can we agree, um, just live on on this podcast that sitting at the front on the front row isn't the best seat in the house. No, no, I agree. Okay, uh, that's good. It has has lots of bonuses. This is mostly the only reason I wanted to go on, so a bit of negotiation. (laughs) Well, I'm glad we've sorted that out. And yeah, um, and the cinema that myself and Ben uh, mostly go to is the cheapest cinema in London. It's four pound ninety nine. It's the Peckinplex absolute legendary cinema in south london peckinplex uh, i wear peckinplex t-shirts because it's great i mean it is also the worst cinema in london <laughs> in terms of like uh one time we went to see i think it's um uh, civil war mm. uh we walked into a screen about 10 minutes early or something mm. and it was already about 10 minutes into the film I went to go home early it's, yeah was just... <laughs> and we said guys you started this film about 20 minutes early and they were like so the worst one is there's a,
1: there's one screen that's got a sound or issue and there's one screen someone's chucked something at. The and extra so there's, a there's a bullet the screen, a, There's, a, there's right? a massive dent, so you're like <laughs> trying yeah. to not focus on the... But, yeah, it's £4.99. If you, <laughs> £4.99. If you're, living, if you're living in London and you want to go to another cheap cinema, I recommend Genesis. Genesis. Stephanie Green. Another great one
0: with a slightly better... Surroundings Yeah Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, But I like the The, the unique charm um, Of the Place Because it is like Going back in time To a 1980s cinema Where you will Your feet will get Stuck to the floor uh, The staff do not care Like one time I also I went to Peckinplex They were showing The completely wrong film And I And I went out To tell them And they were like So it's Like All right okay So then yeah, peck and Place. We recommend it. Five stars. <laughs> <laughs> five bags of popcorn. Five bags of popcorn. Yeah, I hope a <laughs> good reference. <laughs> um, so let's get straight onto the show. Well, I want to say straight, seven minutes in already, mm. um, and into format. My first choice of what to watch on Netflix is um, a film that was recommended to me recently. Um, let me tell you the, the little bit of backstory to kind of like uh, stretch that a bit longer um, I went f- about uh, 15 years ago I went to school with some guys uh, called Rich and Jason um, and kind of fell out of touch with them um, really good friends with them at the time I uh, used to hang out with them like every day because we went to school together had the, the best of times but when we left school didn't really keep in touch with them which is a real shame because they were like such good guys um, and then randomly the other day they were like uh, sending me messages through social networks saying hey jud uh how are you long time and i'm like who the hell is this and i was like oh my god it's richard um and it turns out they have an amazing uh, podcast called woo long talks w-o-o-l-o-n-g talks and it's about pop culture it's about comics it's about uh kind of the marvel cinematic universe and mm-hmm. the the dc extended universe and uh, everything kind of in geek culture uh, which is which is right up my street and they're basically the exact same as as we were 15 years ago i'm um, in school they like all the same stuff and it's great it is great and i've uh, blitzed about eight episodes of the podcast and in the last few days, um, and I'm obsessed, and I'm going on. Um, it's, a, it's also a YouTube channel as well. Wu Long talks. I'm going to go on at some point in the next few weeks. Uh, but one of the on the very first episode, which came out, I think last August or something, um, they recommend a uh, anime, uh, and don't turn off, guys, when I want to say the word anime because um, you, you'll like this. It is a TV show um, anime called Psychopass. Two words. And, uh, yeah, it might sound a little bit um, kind of left field, something that you might not want to try because any time anyone hears the word anime, they think, okay, this is going to be tentacle porn or something like that or some, like, random thing. Um, but this is legit a great, great TV show that anyone who likes kind of crime dramas with a little bit of a supernatural twist um, will like. Uh, so Psychopath is a story of a... Uh, a female cop set slightly in the future in Japan, so everything's quite futuristic. And the female cop, uh, it's her first day on the job, and because she's new, you're learning as you watch it. You're learning with her, like how this world works and how this kind of police station works. Basically, it's a rip-off of Minority Report, where crimes are predicted before they happen, and um, basically you have this gun which will tell you. Either to incapacitate someone, like stun them, or to kill them. Because the crime that they're about to commit is so bad, they need to be wiped out right now. Mm -hmm. So you follow the the journey of this rookie cop um, on the... On the on the first days of the job, and I'm uh, th- three episodes in, and I'm already like addicted. The animation is brilliant. Um, it's it's like a it's very cyberpunk, which is quite an, an old school word. Um, it's quite a dystopian kind of future where there's a lot of crime going on, and even more th- than usual. Um, and it's very very violent. Like in the first few minutes, and I text Richard. I was like, Richard, what are you making me watch, man? The first few minutes, um, a character is um, being raped by this guy. It, this anime, yeah, it's an animation, so it's it's not too graphic. Um, and then the police, m- police people show up and just like fry him, basically. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm never going to do it justice because I can't kind of sh- say in words exactly how beautiful the animation is, the kind of the action scenes feel like real life, um, and just the, the ideas. There's so many ideas packed into like into like even in the first episode. It really got me hooked straight away. And if I find it hard to get hooked into anime at all but i found myself wanting to watch uh, an episode straight after a bit like i don't know like like kirby enthusiasm or something um but yeah it's, it's really good are you ever have you ever watched any anime um you must have been into mangas when you were like in school not really i mean
1: you know apart from like akira ghost in and shell yeah stuff like that stuff that you know i try and you know um i try to See the best of, but it didn't yeah, doesn't resonate with me. But it's kind of you know. It, I'll, ch- it. I'll check
0: that out. Where do you where do you find it? So this is available to stream um on Crunchyroll, um, and Crunchyroll is. It, I mean, I have never really used it before. I knew it of its existence, but I checked it out, and it's it's essentially a one stop free shop of anime oh, well. stuff. And anytime an anime comes out in Japan, it, it pops up on Crunchyroll. Um, if you want it's a free service but you can have a paid service as well where um you can get stuff a bit quicker and um the archives are a bit better as well. Uh but yeah, it's fully available on 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 Crunchyroll and uh, if you do get into this please let me know what other animes to watch because um I'm I'm Starting to get addicted, really. <laughs> There's a lot there, there, isn't there? There's... <laughs> There's a lot to go through, and like some of it is really sort I can see your apprehension. As soon as I said the word anime, you were just like, oh, switched off here. Um, <laughs> but the but yeah, this isn't really like the other animes. This is this is really engaging. Maybe it's kind of designed for the west, uh, kind of a western eye. Hmm. I don't know. So you're not I'll into, like, are you into animation? You are, because one of your choices is an animation, but not specifically anime, which is more Japanese-orientated.
1: Yeah, I do like uh, animation. I think it allows for the, you know, a lot more ability to, you know, kind of craft a character and it's a lot more easily
0: digestible and stuff like yeah. that. Sometimes it's, you know, just... Well, with animation, they kind of do like broad strokes when it comes to like characterisation, mm. rather than having to sit through little nuances <laughs> in, and people's uh, uh, day. Um, uh, yeah, okay. So that was my first choice. What is your first choice of what to watch on Netflix? Oh, it's actually not on Netflix, but it is on
1: uh, BBC iPlayer. Why Eye are you whispering? whispering? Um, I don't know why I whispered. <laughs> yeah, <in>. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, no, it's not. It's not on Netflix. Um, it is actually on uh, BBC iPlayer. Okay. Um, yeah. But you know, I'm sure you. We'll be able to find it on other streaming services. Um, it's actually a film I recently watched, re-watched, um, yep. called The Lavender Hill Mob. Ah, great. Great choice. Beautiful film um, yep. from, I think it's actually just 60 years up. Right? It's actually 1951 it was
0: released. 1951?
1: 1951. Wow. Okay. okay. And in some ways, watching films like this kind of remind you you know, the basics of good films, so speed and character and the kind of build-up. Oh, I build thought, up. You thought
0: you were talking about the film speed. No, no, <laughs> I no. no know, I, I love you that Keanu
1: Reeves, yeah. No, oh, yeah. <laughs> good old it Keanu. Great. <laughs> speed is great, yeah, yeah. Don't get me wrong No, speed's <laughs> a good film. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's just, you know, the, the pace of it's perfect. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely nice-y. paced from, from, like, recent films. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah. I, 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 sometimes when you watch... Uh, sometimes, like, I'll uh, give an example of, like, let's yeah. say, Whiplash... Yeah. Which I really enjoyed. I, I don't think you enjoyed that, did you? What
0: are you talking about? I love Whiplash. Did you? I yeah, of course you, I did. Did oh, we watch it, it together? Another, it another friend of
1: mine. That, no. Yeah. Oh, you see other friends. Friend. Not, I do. Not a fan. Cheating. Or... cheating. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, it, it, so the pace of it when you when you have a slow pace to a film sometimes it allows you to kind of create the characters more naturally, and uh, which is which is enjoyable. So the love and Deal Mob. Essentially, what happens is. Um, it's, Quite a simple story about a man who um, has been working in a bank, yeah, uh, for for many years. You know how that feels, and, yeah. Yeah, I know how that feels yeah. as well. We met in a bank, and <laughs> yeah. we Um So basically, he's working a bank, and he 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 wants to get out, and so you know he he's decided that the best option is to to to, to steal. Essentially, yeah. <laughs> um, right. I won't go into it too much because yeah, so, I don't right? spoil it, but it it's no, it's a really enjoyable film. Uh, Alec Guinness. Who's a, bit, a genius? Yeah, bit of a genius. Yeah, yeah. many. Didn't oh, It's going to sound very, very naive of me. All right, going. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I didn't actually realise he was in Star Wars.
0: Oh, okay. Well, well, how?
1: Well, no, but I didn't because like, he's like short haired and he had long hair and it wasn't. I didn't okay. add the two and two together. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's a bit. I mean, I absolutely love all of the old kind of healing. Ealing, Ealing comedies like yeah yeah comedies like in
0: school they, I went to a school where my media studies teacher forced me to watch this and I was telling you like, at the time I was just like why is this guy torturing me with these Ealing comedies I do not want to watch these and I didn't appreciate it at the time but now hmm. I'm like Mr. Marsh Thank you very much. Mm. Even though he married one of the students, um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. thank you very much for <laughs> <it>. his job. <laughs> thank, you. I don't know where he is now. Thank you very much for uh, showing me this uh, <laughs> film. Um Actually, my, my, my I think every school has got uh, one teacher that yeah. ends up
1: marrying a student, and it's all a bit it was suspicious. After, like they
0: left, oh, and okay, done so cool, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so it's all legit and above board, and I'm um, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. The school gave it a thumbs up, um, but um, yeah. So we, we used to watch these mm. old films and resent it at the time, but now I'm just like I'm, I appreciate that, the kind of lengths they went to to force children to watch these classics because mm. they really are cla- not really are classics like Lavender Hill Mob, um, Wrong Arm of the Law, yeah, all those kind of like real classic kind like, British comedies. Mm. It's great. Um, yeah, was it? Is there anything particular in Lavender Hill Mob that that uh, is one of the reasons why it sticks with you?
1: It's just, I think it's the whole way it's put, it's, it, it, you know, because it, it's such a long time ago as well, like 1951, it's kind of, not only is it an entertaining film, uh-huh. you're actually seeing what it was like back in the day. And,
0: yeah.
2: Back in the day.
1: <laughs> and uh, So you're, you're, you're kind of getting a bit of an insight and also... I love that, yeah, it, yeah. It's not just the pitch, it's not just the story, it's not just the characters which are excellent, it's mm. not such a, you know, it's not just a simpler time where it's quite endearing. Yeah. You're also seeing, you know, real Inside, uh back into the old bowler hats and mm-hmm. you know the whole culture and you, it's, you know it's, the whole culture of the bank back in the
0: day even it um. is it's like a i mean that's this, this beauty be a film really like mm. um cinema gives you a kind of a window into another time like, like you're time traveling and if done correctly you are transported back there to mm. to, to that time um which 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 is which is great uh that's a really good choice and like quite a an unusual one uh because i don't think anyone else would have kind of picked that um that was good um so for my second choice i'm gonna go with something that possibly a lot of people have uh, seen pop up on their streams on on netflix but may not have uh, delved into because they don't know anything about it but i'm gonna Talk about Riverdale. Do you know anything about Riverdale? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I. There's only three episodes in and I love Riverdale. <laughs> Riverdale is basically Archie. Do you, you know the Archie comics? Oh, okay. From like 50 years ago, or whatever. And it's, it's been serialized over the course oh. of like the last 50 years. Um, so in the last few years, though, there was a, there's was been a renaissance because um, they started to do crossovers in, in the comics of Archie like Archie meets the aliens and Archie like meets the walking dead. So there's like, yeah. So like, so it's all set in, in, in this, this town called Riverdale and they go to Riverdale High School. And um, uh, so in the comics, like so half of the population turn into zombies and like the main archie's crew basically have to like kill these zombies Hmm. and uh, and survive and then it's also the same world as sabrina the teenage witch and also josie and the pussycats they're all from the archie comics Hmm. um and uh so i loved those recent comics when they kind of mixed a little bit of horror into it especially the sabrina one which is great Hmm. Um, and um so i was really um interested in in riverdale um so when it came out i, I i've been watching it every single week i hate having to watch everything <laughs> no binge week watching. by week or well, is this the 90s i want i want to <laughs> binge watch i want to kind of sit there on a sunday and just blitz it all the way through with with like do, um,
1: you, uh, do you wait so like with the uh, with the latest episodes of uh, well when game of thrones let's say comes out you know yeah you know do you gonna wait are you gonna watch them week
0: by week, or are you gonna save just them wait all? Save them all. I just... can't wait for Game of Thrones. Things that are like I love. I cannot wait. Just, but then I just torture myself because mm. I'm just like, oh, now I have to wait seven days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. it's like the Ring where you have to wait seven days to die. I'm waiting seven days to live. <laughs> uh, I'm a reverse uh, Sadako. Um, so uh, yes, yeah, so Riverdale. It's, it's a little bit of a departure from the comics. So it's not horror. It's mm. not. Sci-fi. Well, yeah. Anyway, um, it's literally about. It rips off uh, Twin Peaks a little bit. It starts off with a boy going missing um, in mysterious circumstances, uh, and Archie and his mates basically have to find. Well, I guess the, the aim is to find out who killed this guy, mm-hmm. why they killed this guy. But mixed into that, it, Archie has his love triangle with these like two hot girls, Betty and Veronica. Uh, Betty is the kind of blonde goody-two-shoes one. Mm. And then you've got Veronica, who's the girl from New, just moved from New York. Um, Ravenhead, kind of minx. Used to be a bad girl, but maybe she's a good girl now. What age is it set in? Now. It's set now. now? So they've got like iPhones Mm. and things. Um, It does sound like a 50s type Mm, thing, doesn't it? it? Yeah, a bit classic. Uh, But, I mean, that's what they're playing. They're playing on your perception of the Archie comics, which is... um, like everything is, but wouldn't melt in the mouth everything nothing really bad happens first thing that happens is someone gets murdered um and then there's um girls being slut shamed there's um there's the deception there's a teacher who is having sex with one of the students um a shout out to mr marsh again uh, <laughs> from, from my old school um and uh yeah there's all this stuff going on it's really interesting it's, it's like Taking something that you've always loved and turning it on to, on its head, and giving you another angle. One of the one of the things that have, has kind of popularized this in the last week is it's got Barb from Stranger Things in it. Okay. Um, have, you, you watch Stranger Things, right? I haven't. I've, what are you doing? <laughs> you need to watch Stranger <laughs> Things, Ben.
1: I mean, I do need to watch it. It's on my, you know, it's on the. It's on to-do what do you list. watch on Netflix. Exactly. It is basically yes. <laughs>
0: um. So so Barb was one of the breakout characters from. Um, strange things, and I don't really know why. She was a very marginal character, but the the internet kind of like embraced her, her because she isn't the, like the normal Hollywood-looking girl. She's the underdog, um, so yeah, they embraced her, which which is great because um, she's a great actress, and um, I guess that's how she got the gig in in uh, Riverdale, mm. where she's playing a very similar character. Um, and in the last episode, they actually referenced Stranger Things as well, wow. which is, which is a nice touch because um, there was a whole hashtag that came out of, um, Sh- Stranger Things, which was, uh, hashtag justice for Barb, mm. a character. And in this, um, there was, a ha- um, at the end that one of the characters says, says, uh, hashtag justice for Ethel, wow. who was, uh, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great show. It's very, very funny as well. It seems like it's dark, but uh, it's funny. Um, the audience range for this is just probably from zero to 80 because everyone can get involved. Um, and I just think it's really, really well executed. And this could have been an absolute disaster because it's... it's it sounds very mixed comics. and it sounds like... It yeah. doesn't sound like, for, 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 for the
1: person who's not actually watched it, it does sound very all over the, sh- the shot, But it, it does
0: mix a lot of genres and it is a little bit um, of a... Sensory overload Mm. Especially if you're expecting um, The kind of The clean cut Archie The only thing The only criticism I would give of this show Is in the comics Mm. um, Archie is A kind of Loser Mm. Who I mean, sometimes he get. I mean, so there's two. He has two girls fighting over him, so he can't be that much of a loser. Mm. But he isn't the greatest at things. He gets things wrong. He's a bit of a klutz. In this, they, they got the most like good looking boy teen <laughs> actor, all American actor, who's like uh, the best at like football. He's uh, the best at writing. He he he's the best at guitar and writing music. He's he's writing songs for Josie and the Pussycats. I'm just like, what is this guy? Um, that's the only problem I have with The rest of the casting Is incredible The, the girls that they got um, For Betty and Veronica Are just mm. perfect um, Josie and the Pussycats Are just brilliant They've turned Josie and the Pussycats Into this real Kind of feisty Like girl girl group mm. Who um, kind of like, Sing songs about political things And oh it's great mm. I'm a massive fan And it's um, produced by Belante Productions Who do all of the Kind of CW superhero shows Like The Flash And uh, oh. Supergirl and stuff and that was my second choice. Uh, Riverdale available in all good Netflixes. <laughs> Netflix, I Netflix. Um, that was my second choice of what to watch on Netflix. And Benjamin, what is your second choice of what to watch on Netflix? Okay,
1: um, my. Next choice is a film that I actually saw uh, last year at the cinema. Okay, um, yeah. it was a bit of a surprise. I was very impressed. Kind of, there's, you know, some of the best films
0: you go into the cinema, you're unsure about what you're going to go. Well, see. that's a surprise to me that, that you actually went into a cinema without like reading a review of it because usually you've read the entire synopsis. And the ending of a film, like or somewhere That's online. Lies. It's not, you, lies not, <laughs> not lies at all. It's not lies at all. You spoil Jeff the film Shepard for lies. yourself before you go. Okay, let's
1: go. go okay, okay. Jeff <laughs> <laughs> Shepherd Lies. Hashtag <laughs> um, <laughs> Shepherd Lies. Shepherd Lies. Uh, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a really nice film. It's a film about friendship. What's it called? Um, it's called Tangerine.
0: Tangerine. About uh, two, two transsexual prostitutes on the okay. streets of LA. Uh, can, can I ask you a question? Mm. Are, you, are you picking Tangerine because of Eva? <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds dodging a number. Of, well, no. we'll, we'll speak, of, we'll speak <laughs> we'll about, about Eva we'll a bit later. Yeah, thing. yeah. But uh, but is no, it not tangerine. Really. I, don't,
1: I, don't, I don't have a problem with transgenders okay. okay. generally. So. Okay, so the Eva thing. Like, <laughs> let's, We don't have to talk about Eva. Talk either. about it in a minute.
0: We okay, okay, talk right. Talk okay. Um, okay. It's tangerine. It's Why tangerine. should people? watch Tangerine.
1: Oh, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a really enjoyable film. Really well shot. Reminds you of Eva. Yeah. It's got it's got kind of a running storyline. It's a story about two friends going through different things at the same time. Yeah. One of them, they're pimp boyfriend, cross-boyfriend. I suppose it's uh, kind of the same thing, isn't it, for a lot of them, I'm guessing. D- I don't know, to be honest, I don't know the prostitutes <laughs> to have <laughs> a conversation with but I'm guessing that a prostitute and a boyfriend, it's kind of the, the way they work it emotionally. But anyway... That's I don't it, know is it are all I have no, I don't know. But you th- would think it cuz it'd be a m- bit in emo- you know th- anyway.
0: Maybe in that world, yeah, yeah Maybe we should we should research this a little <laughs> bit more, should. but yeah. Okay, I'm so. just throwing
1: this out there as an <laughs> yeah. idea. It's at a fault as, as, as a fault. But um yeah, no basically so one of them is just, just got out of prison. Yeah. She's she's finding her she's finding uh her boyfriend cross pimp and um, yep. who's cheated on her basically uh with uh, with another woman. uh with a woman but With a real woman, yes. Yeah. So it it's, uh, doesn't end well for her. But yeah. um, I won't go into it too much. But um, and then the other one essentially is um, the other one essentially is trying to get a music career. Uh,
0: yeah, I forgot about that strand. Yeah. No, so
1: it's a, it's a really you kind, of, kind of, you know, cross storylines. There's also an Armenian taxi driver. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's it's just the way the kind of, the whole film flows between storyline to storyline. Yeah. And it really comes to a nice ending. And so wh- why
0: should people, because, I mean, this is a hard sell, like a, a, a story, and this don't forget this was shot on an iPhone 5. Mm. Um, why should people watch the film about a transsexual prostitute and their mates hanging out in LA why
1: why well it it, you know it's one of those ones where the storyline and the way it's paced and the characters uh, uh, you know you get really you become really warm to them and they're the the whole the whole picture just kind of it's it's not it doesn't sound as you know it, it doesn't sound as off-putting. You get into it, you get into the characters. The yeah. whole storyline's good. The way it's put together, it's, it's some of the scenes are actually beautifully shot. Like it, this it, is it's, I a, agree. it's on an yeah. iPhone. I mean, yeah, I don't know how they managed it's, to get some it's of these funny, shots. Because
0: I mean, I filmed a bunch of things like myself, as some of you may know, and like hardly any of it looks anywhere near as good as this, sh- and it's shot on an iPhone five. Mm. iPhone five. I know I had like a special like lens made for it, or whatever. But this film was films made for so cheap. And I've got to say, this was probably my favourite film of 2015. Really? It, I, I absolutely loved it from, from second one. Mm. Um, and just the fact they use LA really well. It's the locations in LA. They don't use like the big things like the Hollywood sign or like they use the real dingy, kind mm. of real real parts of LA where... Back streets. Yeah, basically the back streets and the kind of real rough places. And this, these are the kind of places where Possibly people who are in this line of work hang out and have mm. to hang out. Um, yeah, uh, I mean, and it, as you said, it is it's a beautiful film, and um, and I've never. Empathized more with a transgen transgender prostitute never no, um, until this film. It's just the way the the characters are built up and yeah. your
1: emotional connection with them. It's just it's just you know. And you really
0: want them to do well, like you mm. like uh, even the, the the girl with her um. I uh, wanted to have a Korean music, and she goes to that open mic night, and no one turns up. You just like really feel for her, um, and like um. Her, her friend, the one whose whose pimp boyfriend is 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 uh, around, yeah. She like try cheers and tries to like cheer, make the audience cheer on and stuff. It, it's just great. It's just a real good kind of underdog story. It doesn't matter uh, that they're transgender or mm-hmm. anything like that. Um, it's it's a very human human mm. piece. It's 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 unusual for me to enjoy
1: a film which is uh, not. You know, it, it's just a, it's
0: a sort of film. Why do you video. hate transgender people? So, I'm, jo- I'm only joking. I'm That's joking. It's yeah. quite
1: funny. It's it not, is. it's surprisingly funny. It doesn't
0: sound like an easy watch, but it really is an easy watch. And I wanted to spend more time in this world of these these two ladies uh, going about their, their kind of day and their trials mm. and tribulations um, in, in LA. And when she gets, when she finds that pimp boyfriend, I just want her to, de- <laughs> to deck him and just to, because um, you just think, oh, Cindy, you can do better than this pimp. Mm. Could be better than this? Um, and yeah, no, I, I love it. I love Tangerine. It's I think it's one of the best films currently on Netflix for sure. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, I know for certain that this is on every Netflix because uh, this came out I think early two thousand sixteen on Netflix and it's across the whole world, every region. Mm. Um, That's a very good choice, Ben. Thank you very much. But oh, let's speak about so like this one. <laughs> let's speak about Eva. So this. We were at this gig, um, and a friend, a friend of mine, Steve, introduced us to this lady. You're not
1: starring it right, though, are you? Because she was quite an attractive lady, and she was, she was, she was basically quite an attractive lady, and she was l- like p- p- kind of pant for looking at me, like you know, in, in a very sexy, <laughs> okay, like, very sexy, aggressive manner. This is an interesting. Did you not remember this bit? It was no, I, I, don't I said to you this at the bit. bar. I was like. I, I I can't imagine that's a woman no woman has no going <laughs> no, no um you know I've never experienced a woman giving me the sex pamphlets well uh, okay. before and so there was already a slight alarm bell in my head because you know
0: um, I've been on this planet. For I think a I was filming the gig or something, so I was a bit distracted. But mm. yeah. Um, so okay. So th- so so she was quite attractive. We were, you know, she, she's quite,
1: you know she's quite attractive. And then when we 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 got speak <laughs> speaking to you her, you can see where this is going, guys, was, right? Yeah. Uh, it was obvious that um, she had the testosterone of a man. Should we say? I th-
0: you you are really like changing the story to kind of like how, see, how's, how's see how is it? <laughs> so how I remember it. So how I remember it is. You didn't know anything. We didn't know anything. We had suspicions. We weren't hundred percent sure. You kept, saying, oh, uh, you kept on saying. You kept on flip flopping and saying, "Oh no, no, she can't be." Oh she no, no, be. no. The voice. This the is,
1: voice. The vo- the voice was the no, the no, voice. No, was Okay.
0: So like, she's a friend um, of uh, our friend Steve. Mm. So we go backstage with the, with the band, and we ha- we basically hang out all night with um, uh, this this per- this person, mm. Eva. Because she's so funny, and mm. like she she seems a bit lost, I would say, in the kind of um the rock star situation we were in, do you remember what job she did? yeah, she was a dominatrix she was yeah, so that's this is why she was interesting. we were like what just just explain what your daily routine, and she would tell us people we like I mean, I have no concept of what she does on a daily basis, but she basically mm. gets guys to she has a line called Ah, uh, the ignore line or something—is that right? Where guys pay like like one pound fifty a minute to call her, and she literally <laughs> picks up and puts it down and just ignores them, and then they're there. Eva, hello, Eva, and she just ignores them and just racks up the money. Well, didn't she say she gets uh, people pay her one hundred and fifty? Didn't she say people
1: uh, pay her one hundred and fifty pound an hour to uh, to clean up her bathroom? So she gets them really? to go into a
0: bathroom with, with a toothbrush. <laughs> oh my god! Sounds so funny. yeah, so she basically dominates guys uh, for money. Um and just it's just, just really interesting. Um and then Ben being Ben uh, told her to punch me in the crotch. I don't think I did. And she was like was a... you did. And she was, was like, No. Was and then you literally <laughs> got a hand and, and made her punch me in the crotch. I don't remember this evening. I did and then I just realized, <laughs> hang on, that hand is a bit is is massive. It's a big head big hands. I um,
1: don't remember this part of the story. you this might remember is, uh, it, but I remember. We were it drunk, weren't we? I, think, no I wasn't right, as drunk
0: as you, quite obviously. Because mm. then we were going home and I was like, mm. Where are you going, Ben? And it's like, oh, I'm getting a lift home. I was like, are you really Ben? <laughs> okay, are you getting a lift home. Um anyway, yeah, it was a genuine lift home. <laughs> um <laughs> would have been, be, been a better story if it wasn't. No, it wouldn't, yeah, no. Um <laughs> She drove the, me home. But the then literally, but I didn't know I didn't know what was going on. Mm. And then um I was like I to my mate,
1: I'd never apologize. I'm I'm sorry I forced um Ava's hand into your to punch
0: you in the car. Yeah, and I it, it do apologise. It stunned. I don't um, remember
1: what what happened there.
0: <laughs> know, but. Uh, but then, like, uh, someone told me confirmed uh, what we thought, mm. and like, and my phone has gone gone dead, so I couldn't like text you, so I I, I didn't know what was going on quickly moving on to uh, my third choice of what to watch on Netflix. It's a documentary. I always like to throw in a documentary Um, and this documentary is one that's quite controversial. Um, It's called Tickled. Have you Mm. heard of this? I haven't, no. Oh, you'd love this. (laughs) Um, So... Tickled is um, it's only it's on available on Netflix, um, and I'm getting away with it because it is available on Netflix, but only on some Netflix. So it's a bunch in Europe, specifically Italy, and then it's randomly in India. So it's not on the UK or US Netflix. But if you have a VPN type service, you can find this. Um, so Tickled is a documentary that uh, was came out last year about how can I put this competitive tickling matches so it's it is what you it's kind of what you think so there are these adverts that go up um asking for young men to come in and that you'll get a bit of money and you will have to be filmed having a tickling match against someone basically um which i'm i'm sure that you've done in the past Every week, we we, we, we week. have to do it. We have to do twice it twice a
1: week. Some weeks, I mean, men,
0: uh, we have to. Uh, so what they? So when you say they tickle, you know, h- how do they judge who's lost? Well, yeah, exactly. It's it's difficult. It's mostly just guys tickling each other, but it's not just that. Just <laughs> it sound very uh... They get a lot of guys who are into wrestling, um, really? or, like the competitive wrestling, like not the kind of WWF, the kind of uh, Greco style wrestling. So you get guys dressed in kind of lycra, s- putting each other into like positions um and then tickling them tickling them sounds very much
1: like a little bit like chess boxing uh, you know where it's because yeah. it is probably quite difficult to tickle someone whilst it's like a sort of it's probably a bit of technique behind it sure is May, maybe
0: maybe i mean that's they 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 try to well the the people who made the videos try <coughs> to make it out as if it was a kind of a sport mm. um so is yeah it, is it is it part of the gay scene well, this is the thing. So it's endurance tickling. so it's, endurance tickling. So it's basically tickling someone till they can, can see that they've lost. So I guess it's whoever can it lost for weeks. You, you know, could last you, for weeks if you got tickled. No, I could, no I'm saying that you could, could last weeks. I'm the most ticklish person last, in the world. That would be rubbish at I this. would be four minutes, but
1: it will not four, even... You could do four minutes. No, probably not, actually. That's we no, 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 test, test this? this. <laughs> <But> no. <laughs> no, for sure i actually... I've, I've it's,
0: got my fingers out. I've, uh, I've uh, sanitised my hands. <laughs> sanitised? It's sanitized. offensive. <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> no, it's not. But it's uh, I mean, it's an yeah, it's unusual no, idea.
0: No, how ticklish are you? About 11 out of 10. Oh, really? Me too? Okay. So we'd be useless. And uh, so they wouldn't really want us no um <laughs> but the um Olympics 20 whenever it is yeah exactly, so yeah, so these 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 videos were kind of constructed in the way to make you think that they were l- a legit sport mm. um and they got guys from coming from all over the world is it a troll documentary is it trolling you this documentary? no it's you not it's it's dark right it's dark. so this <laughs> so this guy for this um it all kind of starts from this guy um, this journalist in New Zealand, he starts. Uh, probing and start asking questions and, and like and like he's supposed to be like what is this about who are the people behind this and then he starts getting these really threatening emails like don't don't look any further fight club yeah basically. <laughs> club yeah no, <laughs> this, f- is, this is exactly <laughs> what it is so people are like threatening him saying like we know where your family <laughs> live don't don't kidding. yeah I'm not kidding like do not look any further into this the people involved in this will will get you basically they're they're important people if you delve any further, people may get hurt. I'm warning you. Stuff like that, and again, it's from like multiple sources. So him being a uh, this guy called David, who's a journalist, being like the inquisitive person that any good journalist is, he goes right, okay, I'm gonna make a documentary about this. So he gets he gets a camera. Um, he, he starts a Kickstarter actually to kind of fund it goes over to America tries to track down the people behind this um and he kind of interviews some of the kind of guys who were in these videos he finds these guys and they're like yeah we, we, we thought they were like just normal like sports videos uh we were approached when we were doing like wrestling and we told we'd get paid this much so we went ahead and did it um and basically I'm not gonna obviously spoil it but it gets darker and darker and darker and more twisted and it's um One of the most incredible, uh, illuminating, enlightening documentaries I've seen for a long time. Because I could not predict the twists and turns. I I could not predict where this would end up. All I knew was going to end up in some weird fucked up place. Mm. And I was not disappointed. Um, And like once you've watched it, go online and read all the kind of fallout from it. Like the people who are making the threats try to kind of like follow through on some of of those threats. (laughs) and it's just this big thing um it is uh, directed by david farrier who is one of the who's the journalist in question and a guy called dylan reeve um and uh, david also kind of uh, narrates it and it's because it's done in a kind of a, um, a kind of a, an antipodean um, kind of style like you know the kind of their voice leads itself to kind of uh, you thinking it's like a light kind of comedy. It's just the, the right kind of um, side of funny as well as twisted. Um, I cannot recommend this documentary enough um, I'm sure a lot of you may have read ar- articles about it in like things like HuffPost and New York Times and things. But um, it's um, available in those places. I mean, if you want to spend money on it, it's available to buy in multiple places. But if you want to stream it for free, at the moment you have to be in Italy or India, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But track it down. If there's a way, uh, Cody, that you can track this down, then please do because you will love it. It's called uh, t- Tickled. And uh, it is comes with my very, very, very highest recommendation. Gint. Five packets of popcorn. It, five bags of pop- popcorn. Um, and if anyone tries to tickle me off the back of this, be aware that my reactions are not good. I will lash out. And I, I tell people, don't even, don't, not even as a joke, tickle me because I, I, I have no control over my my fists of fury. And um, yeah. So that's my final choice on what to watch on Netflix. Um, over to you, Ben, on your final choice.
1: Okay. Um. The final choice is. Uh, is, is basically Rick and Morty? I, I don't know if. Okay, classic. You know if uh, if. A lot of people, a lot of people, on the fence about these sort of shows because they went because uh, it's an animation. Because it's an animation, yep. it seems quite young. Um, I actually got uh, uh recommended this by a 16-year-old work experience student uh, at my old work. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, really? Really? And so I st- started watching it, and it is, it's, it's it's, genius, basically.
0: What about it do you, do you love? I mean, obviously, I'm a massive fan of Rick and Morty, but mm. what is about it exactly uh, do you love? And wh- what, could, what can you say to make someone who isn't into animation normally mm-hmm. get into it? Quite trippy. It's It's really out there in parts. There's some...
1: Interesting ideas. Uh, you know, they've brought a lot of science, real-world science, philosophy, ideas, mm-hmm. and they've actually combined it in the show. Yeah. Um, it's
0: funny. It's quite witty. It's I, I think that's a really good point. They do combine some of the kind of real-world science into mm-hmm. a, essentially a, a, a comedy show. Layered dimensions. Yeah. So, and, yeah. And, the, and the great thing about um, this being an animation is that they're able to pull it off, whereas if it was like an actual like live-action film some of the special effects would cost multiple millions but because it's an animation you can do anything you can go anywhere and they do in rick and morty they go everywhere every when um and it's just it's gross out comedy as well it's like real kind of base gross out comedy mixed with real high high level kind of beautiful kind of thought pieces mm. um so there's some real kind of you know it's the, the contrast and it's yeah. you know, it's it's
1: uh, no, I just think I just think it's a it's a very, very good show. And it's the sort of show that, you know, if I hadn't got it recommended to me, I yeah. probably wouldn't have watched it. And you know, there are these I mean, cartoons for recommended of, it to you if you ask
0: if you asked for stuff stuff to watch
1: but you, you you knew me then, you should have recommended it. I'm
0: sure I did. They don't give all the credit to this sixteen year old kid. like it's a bit like The Simpsons. I mean, you, there may be some like kind of far out ideas in it, but like deep down it's just about humanity and kind of like society and and the kind of um, uh, the interactions between family members as well. Um, it, it's all the same, and like the kind of It's an emotional story. As well.
1: there's, some, there's not, it's not all. You yes. know, there's a bit of failure. There's a bit of, you know, there's a bit of ongoing, de- not depression, but there's no, a, you but know, some right. relationship there's kind of tension. And it's, I think that's, the, the, you know, the best is when you have these emotional ups and downs. Yeah. Uh, a bit like Tangerine or something like that, where you know yep. you have those emotional tr- peaks and troughs, and yep. you have kind of comedy, and then you have it kind of like pulls the whole. Did you have a lot of peaks in, uh, when you watched Tangerine? <laughs> very good. Uh, it was yeah, I enjoyed it very much. Okay. Yeah, but not like that. Uh but no, yeah, so yeah, back to Rick and Morty. I just it's got a it's got a lot going for it. But yeah, if you if you kind of can kind of go in that direction, you enjoy that, then maybe uh, a step further would be maybe Tim and Eric. But you know, you I think you have to yeah. warm yourself up to Tim and Eric, you have to
0: keep watching <laughs> yeah. it. So it's you're saying Rick and Morty is kind of like the, the, the gateway stone. drug. The gateway drug to Tim and Eric. That's that I think that's a good shout, actually. Um, but I mean there's a lot of kind of adult um, animation not not that Rick and Morty is just for adults but it's kind of uh, has some adult uh, elements to it a lot of adult animation out there that a lot of people might be missing because they don't want to give animation a chance I mean you're a big fan of Archer aren't you oh yes I yes. can't stand it but like you uh, love Archer uh, uh, obsessed
1: well not obsessed but it's the it's the one and the only ones where you know one of the only TV shows I reckon that I can just flick on an episode yeah. and then I can roughly work out within about a minute and a half. Minute. What well, Archer? What episode You're it is? You're not selling it to me. You're which, not. Which, how can you not like Archer? It is because to me it just seems. Oh, I don't know. I just can't, the way the characters. a so back to characters. So it's all about yeah. the characters. You have. Um, you've of course got Archer, which is he's just a complete arse, basically. Yeah, and he's not not so He's not far. kind of you yeah. know warming at all. Um, but he is. Um, he's he, he, he you know he, he's a bit of no he's, he's kind of you know doesn't matter what he does he always ends up with success so he's, he he's sounds he's like an arsehole
0: i don't know what sh- whether a complete arsehole yeah, but then you have all the other characters as serve. well and it's the yeah. way
1: it's pieced together and it's the whole characters going together and it's just it's it, it, i, I friends of mine have said they loved it uh, you, you just hate it that's all I can say
0: well yeah ma- the, you, like, have you, how many of you watched how many episodes have you watched of you, Archer's i personally with you watched like two or three episodes but you need to, I don't know. and and by myself I've watched a few episodes as well I don't no, like too it too many
1: anything over six I think <laughs> you don't
0: like a series after six I can't yeah. get into it people but but it's not just you it's like the entire world in the Archer's great <laughs> um, okay well that was uh, a great choice and I thoroughly uh, give my thumbs up to, to that too um, okay well thanks very much for for coming on Ben I'm glad we've decided that the front of the cinema is not the place to sit we need to to start sitting back Ben
1: you know remember last time we went and there was these people behind you screaming and ruined the whole cinema you you
0: know cinema
1: experience for
0: you it was, know, it was it was you know. I, I could i could i could cope with it i could cope could with you?
1: it yeah but you weren't you weren't happy when we left were you <laughs> no, you wouldn't have I had didn't. any of those problems <laughs> at the front and i didn't I, I could still
0: hear them you could still hear them at the front and they were no, but I and also because you said something to them they were saying oh that guy and we're laughing about you it's so no. probably what if we sat in the back row <laughs> what would happen the Not, back row yeah The or, front row. no but what if we sat like a bit further back like in the middle where yeah. We can see the screen in the middle, The sounds good if it's at the front. The sound, like uh, this, we could we'll be talking about this till the kingdom comes. So, um, Ben, is there any where other people can uh kind of speak to you on social networks and tell you that you're wrong about where to sit in the <laughs> cinema? <laughs> we should yeah. do a podcast where to sit in the cinema, uh, and then the first episode, I've, not the front.
1: I've given you like four or five reasons. Well, you, I gave you three reasons, I had others, but you, you yeah, but you they're
0: always... all to do with you, how long your legs are.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, it, you know, people are paying anyway. We could we could keep talking about this, yeah, okay. <laughs>
0: Um, <laughs> this, is, this is this is what we're like oh, every single time we we see each other, just arguing about where to sit in the cinema. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so what social networks can people find you on to tell you where to sit in the cinema? I'm on Facebook. Okay, and uh, uh, Benjamin
1: JC Lintz. Why are you whispering again? Uh, I don't know why is I'm it whispering? a secret? I just realised I am on Twitter. Yeah, uh, it's uh, Benjamin 1985. Okay, and you're on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Facebook. It's uh, Benjamin
0: JC Lentz. You don't want people to find you, do you? You don't want people to find you and give you hassle? I'm
1: happy with Twitter. Okay, uh, go on Twitter. (laughs)
0: Um, And uh, Ben's phone number is (laughs) 07895. Yeah, and you can find me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd, J E D S H E P H E I D, on Instagram. And that's about it, really. I'm not on Facebook. Um, You can go to my record label, postpoprecords.com. Uh, all my podcasts postpoppodcast.com. check out a couple of podcasts that's on my uh, network uh, monkey tennis which is the kind of one that everyone loves <laughs> um, and that's hosted by two of the people that have been on already and two of the other hosts are going to be on future episodes um, and listen to empath of least resistant presented by um, asia and annie hardy which is great and i learn something about women every single week um, so I want to leave you now with the second part of the interview with Lloyd Kaufman, who is the CEO and uh, owner of Troma Films. Um, and we're talking a little bit about um, the films of Troma and also about his appearance in Guardians of the Galaxy. And I'm actually going to meet up for Lloyd with Lloyd for a coffee uh, on the day that this comes out um, and then watch him give a talk at the pcc about tromeo and juliet and essex space bin yes there's a film called essex space bin what happens in essex space bin i have no idea but i'm looking forward to find out so i'll see you guys next week here's
2: lloyd but meanwhile it'll be in the framework of uh of the tempest we're just starting to write it so tromeo and Romeo and Juliet to- took five years to get a script, yeah. and you know who you know who finally saved the day on that one uh, was uh, James Gunn, who recently brought brought you a little movie called uh, Guardians. Yeah, yeah.
0: So we'll come on to that in a second. But I just want to talk about the practical effects in 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 all of the trauma films. If you did have a budget as big as like a Marvel film, would you stick to the practical effects, or would you go CG or CGI? <laughs>
2: We used a lot of CGI in volume two of Return to Return to Newcomb High. Right, but we've used it in a way that nobody else has used it. And okay. it's uh, quite artistic and quite uh, amusing, both. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, because we don't have the kind of money that Guardians of the Galaxy has. Uh, so we've used uh, we've used the uh, CGI effects in a very, uh, I think I want to say, Brechtian way. Uh, breaking the fourth fourth wall way in Britain, a certain the nation, yeah. Uh, kind of yeah I, uh, I, I don't want to be a spoiler and I don't want to misrepresent it but uh, <laughs> the, the film is almost finished uh, but uh, so we have used a fair amount of CGI but not in the customary way
0: okay that's, that's fine
2: um, also I would I would never make a movie for 200 million dollars in my opinion that's obscene. Yeah, you could make a 500 million. That's right. About, yeah. That's what I would do. That's exactly what I would do. Give 500 people a smaller, you know, a million or two and let them turn them loose. And I I would obviously, you know, our movies cost about 300,000 uh-huh, yeah. pounds. Uh, uh so I'd make uh, maybe I'd give myself a budget of a million uh-huh. so I could maybe get some decent uh, some uh, you know a little better writing and a little better uh, actors maybe
0: well um, tremor, um, tremor is the is it the longest running independent film studio in the world
2: as far as uh, as far as i know um, there's no independent studio that is not allied with a vassal of one of the evil conglomerates yeah. that is 40 43 years old and we're totally uh, independent
0: it's it's crazy i mean what what more do you have to achieve then um it, is it an Oscar or um, having? What what is there more for for Tremor to
2: achieve? Uh, I'm uh, ready to blow my fucking brains out. I've achieved. Look, I'm on. I'm on the. Uh, I got finally got on the, the What to Watch on Netflix podcast. Yeah. That's, uh, That's the the pinnacle. Uh, the, it, the pinnacle exactly. So I'm uh, I'm all right. I'm ready to it's time meet to my mate. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm ready to check out. Sure, um, you bet.
0: Well, there's um. There's one thing that you you guys kind of achieved that kind of blew my mind when I when I first saw it. Um, having a, a daytime a children's cartoon, um, that so Toxic Crusaders. When I because I was little when it first came on TV, and I couldn't believe that these crazy films that I that I kind of shared between my friends with these horror films, all of a sudden is represented on t- on children's TV on primetime in the UK. So, so
2: yeah, all over, all of, over the yeah, all over the world. Well, the toy company the toy company that made the Ninja Turtles toys. Yeah. Um, the guys uh, who, who created Ninja Turtles are huge trauma fans. And I think they turned on the toy company and said, hey, why don't you do an environmental superhero uh, toy and uh, Toxic Avenger is uh, the way to go. So they the toy company came to us and uh, uh, made the, the toys, which then led to the cartoon company, the same cartoon company that made uh, Ninja Turtles, made our cartoons. Uh, They let us write some of them, but they had great writers. Mm -hmm. And uh, the cartoons are terrific. They're wonderful. They really are. Yeah. 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 And now you know there's a musical, the Toxic Avenger musical, written by David Bryan from uh, Bon Jovi, uh, who said when he was 12 years old, like you, he saw the Toxic Avenger movie and always from that time on wanted to make a musical that's in the program. He wrote that in the program that played in London for, uh, and got great, great, great reviews. It's a wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's terrific. It's, they did, I had nothing to do with it. (laughs) They did, they mainstreamed Toxic Avenger in a wonderful sub, uh, subversive, hilarious way. Uh, they got the spirit of trauma and uh, all, all that kind of shit, disturbing feel to it, but in a way that little old ladies who go to theater, as well as our uh, punky, punky fans, could enjoy. And I, I, went to London. They had me come over there to, for the opening, and I saw the audience was having. You know, the, Terry Jones was there, but also uh, a lot, a lot of people with uh, Maori tattoos and things sticking, in there, you know, or whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> it was very, very, very interesting um, potpourri of uh, of uh, people. And it was sold out for weeks. Very successful. That's awesome. Um, so back on
0: to, to Poultry Geist. Um, it seems to me like there's, I mean, there's definitely a, a kind of pro vegetarian propaganda um, running through through that movie. Yes, in the best yes. possible way.
2: Well, uh, animal animal rights. Yeah, yeah. animal rights, veg- all that stuff. Because
0: I can't I can't see anyone watching that film and then w- wanting to actually eat another Kentucky Fried Chicken again, especially with like the weeping sores on the chicken and the kind of the flavor the flavor pods. Um, yeah, it's never wanted. It's never going to make anyone ever want to eat chicken again. Is that well, the intention some of, to kind of like scare some of
2: Well, it's more against the fast food industry, which has made us obese and, as I say, defiled the landscape, tortured the animals, tortured the workers. Uh, I mean, just there's nothing good about it. Absolutely nothing good about it. I mean, maybe some people get... Dividends from the stock—nothing uh, wrong with that—but mm-hmm. uh, the, the ways to get, uh, make money without killing, uh, poisoning, and torturing, and uh, defiling the landscape. But also, Al Gore—you remember him? He yep. ran for yep. president—a mm-hmm. big fat asshole, a big fat phony. <laughs> two, he has two hundred. made. He made two. He never had a job in his life other than tax taxpayer money yeah in my, opinion, in my opinion stole the nobel peace prize from two, uh, the scientists who came up with the environment bullshit yeah. and 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 um, th- part of it was in reaction to him because he never once in all his horse shit about the uh, the uh, unmistakable truth or whatever his bullshit title was. Yeah. He never mentioned, uh, he never mentioned uh, go vegetarian. One cow consumes so much more. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not consumes, emits so much more methane mm-hmm. than the, the whole uh, coal industry. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's a, he's a hypocrite. He's full of shit. As his, and, a, and a, his big fat wife who tried to uh, censor music for adults. So, because she thought she would catch a wave and make her bones on uh, on fucking up the censoring uh, the music industry. Oh, she wow. failed. She failed. She failed miserably in the most embarrassing way in front of Congress. Wow. She failed in front of the American people. There's So Poultry Geist was a bit of a reaction to, to fake, the fake news of Al Gore. Wow. Well, yeah. It, it's, He's dangerous. gone. He's they- gone. Yeah, I mean, one cow consumes much more uh, land and water and everything, and emits much more global warming than an entire nuclear power plant. So it's, it's if people want to stop uh, global warming, stop eating the meat, and stop torturing the animals, and uh, eat eat human flesh.
0: <laughs> That's good advice. Good advice.
2: Right? Um, uh, do what. Uh, ch- John Mills, right? John Mills said, "If you want to stop starvation, you eat your babies. Eat them up, no problem." So,
0: uh, I think North Korea uh, have started doing that
2: already. Um, no, sorry, it was it, it wasn't John Mills. It was uh, the guy who. Uh, no, no, it was. Uh, well, maybe it was John Mills. Anyway, it was one of those. One of you British guys. Yeah. One of you. Yeah, it wasn't Haley Mills. I know that. It wasn't Hayley Mills. No, but it was. It was one of the great satirists. Uh, okay. Who wrote? Uh, um, I get it all mixed up. Anyway, right. I took a lot, took a lot of acid in the sixties. So <laughs> I don't, remember, I don't so, remember anything.
0: So I've, I've, I've read all of your kind of film books, um, on, on how to thank how to, you, well, thank make you. movies, um, how to produce movies. And I've just had a film at Sundance, Sundance last week. I, I was there with a horror film, um, which, which one? It's a horror film called uh, Dawn of the Deaf. It's about deaf people surviving. Oh, Rob
2: Savage, Rob Savage. Uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah was, oh yeah, yeah. Yep, it. yep. He's he's a great director. He's he doing is. great. How did how did everything go with Dawn of the Dead? Went, uh, Dawn of the Dawn of the Death at uh, Sundance. <laughs> it went really, really well.
0: It, um, we screened it four times. Just amazing response. We've had a lot of interest. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, it's it's been an amazing good. roller coaster. It's yeah, it's well, it's been good great. For you.
2: Yeah, and you're definitely an you.
0: inspiration to like all my ideas and and writing stuff. So. Uh, That's
2: terrific. Well, that I is great. <laughs> that is great.
0: Um, so let's talk about your your cameos. Um, you've be, you've cameoed in a, in, a, in a lot of films. Um, a lot of films from uh, your alumni, Tremor alumni. Um, I guess we yes. start at, start at the big one, uh, um, Guardians of the Galaxy. What was that experience like working uh, briefly on a, on a film like that?
2: A yeah, very good ego trip because yeah. uh, they, that day I worked. Uh, James Gunn made a speech to the stars of the movie and the. What looked like about 2,000 background people and crew together—it uh, was a big group—and yeah. uh, he took time out to uh, tell everybody that uh, I was the one who started him in movies, and he was going to—he was going to be a novelist, and uh, I had him write *Troméo and Juliet*. And um, um, that when he makes a movie, even though it's a $200 million movie, he channels Lloyd Kaufman uh, regarding being responsible and being safe and. And being respectful and all that kind of stuff, which Johnny Depp hasn't read my books and hasn't worked, has not worked for me. So there you go. Anyway, he's a great, he's a great guy and a brilliant guy. And uh, um, um, you know, we had a, we did a lot of work together here too. There were a lot of short pieces, and uh, uh, we did a TV series here uh, that he. Uh, Directed or some of the segments for uh, called Tromaville Cafe, I think it was, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, very funny short pieces that you can find. We we uh, when we hit forty years, Jed, yep. we put it, we put up about three hundred free movies, uh, and short uh, movies and uh, political statements and YouTube. Yep. We put it up, put them up on Troma Movies on YouTube to, to thank our fans for forty years of support. Yes, so you great. you can. If, if you uh, search around there, you might find some of James Gunn's uh, very. He did. Uh, he wrote one that was hilarious about hamsters. It's <laughs> absolutely brilliant.
0: That's great. Yeah. And you can definitely see throughout that film, throughout Gardens of the Galaxy, the kind of trauma influence, the kind of um, the, the trauma humor, and the kind of uh, just, just kind of the, the, the weirdness running through it, which is very yeah. like yeah. a normal Hollywood studio film. <laughs> Uh, Well,
2: think think about uh, South Park; those guys. Uh, They uh, everybody says that uh, that uh, those cartoons are really uh, trauma movies. They really
0: are. They really are. So, so your influences and how about how
2: how about Deadpool? I've I haven't met those guys, but I've heard I've heard from other directors in Hollywood. You know, in the mainstream that uh they are big trauma fans and uh you know it's the first R rated superhero movie so uh, yeah. uh and you could see there they had a blind a blind person they had a disfigured a lot of it clearly clearly uh Topic had uh, yeah seemed to me but um that people have told me over and over again that they love trauma that the directors are big trauma fans
0: yeah exactly cuz i mean they were they're of that age where they grew up with trauma and um if you're into into film at all you would have come across Trauma. Um, so yeah, yeah, your influence yep. Is, yep. is still going. It's um, it's uh, wide-reaching, and eventually you'll take over. And um, what's happening with the Toxic Avenger remake? Is that still
2: happening? Is yes, that- it's still happening. Akiva Goldsman is they hired um, uh, Akiva Goldsman and his group hired uh, Vernon Conrad, who uh, directed oh, okay. the Sausage Party. Right. Oh, okay. So um, it's going to be great, but uh, they're um, still uh, putting it together. Wow! But uh, apparently, it's all happening, and uh, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm. The, they, you know, that's it's in their hands, but I think it, I think it's in great hands because uh, they have major uh, Vernon as uh, a big uh, Conrad Vernon. Conrad Vernon. Conrad Vernon is his okay. name.
0: Okay. And
2: he is. Huge, uh, Troma fan. I've met him a couple of times, and he's seen *Terror Firmer* and *Tromeo and Juliet* and yeah. *Tromas* *Tromas War* and and *Waitress* and *The First Turn On*. Uh, you know, he's really infused with the Troma uh, shit-disturbing philosophy as well as uh, the, um, the mainstream comedy. Together and uh, *Sausage Party* was terrific. So yeah. I. I I think we, you know, I think I think in, in the same way that the Broadway musical was in good hands with David Bryan and Joe DiPietro, mm-hmm. uh, I think I think the um, the mainstream cabillion dollar Toxic Avenger when it finally happens is going to be terrific.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think all all the best of us are, are all inspired by by trauma, um, okay. it, it adds a sense okay. of anarchy to, to everything everything we do, which which is great. Um,
2: my, my also. Movies are art and should come from the soul of the director and the yeah. point of view of the director, and uh, should have something to say other than just uh, you know Doctor Strange, right, uh, or Suicide Squad, and, yeah. uh, the million dollar packages of baby food, and and I don't know why people buy tickets. Like it's just the same movie over and over and over. Even this new Star Wars movie with the the rogue something or other. Um, you know you know there's you know, and then there's going to be a Rogue 2 that'll be the exact same story, and then there'll be a Rogue three, which the same kind of, you know, they just keep, I don't get it. I do not get it. But the Guardians of the Galaxy and Deadpool, mm-hmm. those were original. They were, those were yeah. totally original. They
0: were, uh,
2: even had, Deadpool even had the Brechtian thing going, which we've been yeah. crit- We've been criticized for 30, over 30 years. Critics were upset because we would have characters talking to the camera and all that kind of stuff. And now suddenly, because of Deadpool, uh, all, the, and, uh, all these and all these movies now have characters or or, or, or uh, text that talks to the audience, like Brecht, like Troma. Yeah. Right now, suddenly it's a brilliant uh, style, the Brechtian way. Right. Yeah. Suddenly, uh, even though Trump. Criticized for, and uh, James Gunn, by the way, revolutionized the uh, the um, the use of music in Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. using uh, uh, you know, scoring it with uh, 70s hits. We've been doing that for 43 years, yeah. using uh, music or whatever, and uh, and uh, but now every Hollywood movie does what James Gunn did, it,
0: yeah. right?
2: Every Hollywood movie. Pretty interesting. Well, it was
0: Are you in the sequel to Guardians of the Galaxy?
2: No, I was uh, very busy. I couldn't oh. do it.
0: Oh, of course, yeah.
2: <laughs> um, well, oh. well, thanks. so I didn't think it was right. I got killed in the first one, right?
0: That's true. Yeah. How could I be in this? You could always come back oh. as something or be another character, I guess. Uh, in costume. Uh, tell
2: James. Tell James Gunn to give me uh, I will give tell. me a better uh, part. <laughs> I want lines. <laughs> Well, uh, thanks very much, Lloyd. That's uh, that's. Uh, Let me ask you a question. Go for have it. you seen a movie? Have you seen the Cell? It's a Stephen King story with uh, with John. I have. Uh, yeah, it was...
0: How was that one? Uh,
2: How did you like it?
0: I didn't like it, and and the reason why I didn't like it is because it's a similar theme to Dawn of the Deaf a little bit. So I purposely. Oh. I, uh,
2: yeah. Um. It, it, I think. It was By the, the way, movie. I had one of my. By the way, one of my greatest cameos is in that movie. Oh really?
1: Well, oh, what was yeah. In that movie?
2: Yeah, in the in the one good scene. Uh, uh, well, not the one, but it's, uh, it's an excellent film. But in uh, the best scene, yeah. uh, in the airport, the one in the airport yes, where yeah. everybody goes nuts. Uh, I have a question. I have a uh, major. In fact, John Cusack was so impressed with my improvised uh, act, acting. Uh-huh. So, if you see it again, look for me in that airport scene. i watch
0: it just for that. And um, what happened to my
2: what happened to my cameo in Dawn of the Deaf, by
0: the way? Well, we you can be in the feature because um, we we brought the it was a short film that we brought to uh, Sundance. Um, so you can be in the feature. That's no
2: problem. Well, why wasn't I in the short film? I. I <laughs> I, most of the movies I've done have been for for, to, for filmmakers who are unknown. You know that the, well, that's the uh, the magic there. Well, is, if I uh,
0: you, if if I if I'd spoken to you beforehand, you would you would definitely have been in it. Because um, myself and Rob both both love you and everything that you do. And uh, when you're around next week, uh, me and Rob will come see you at the Prince Charles.
2: Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah that'd be terrific. Or maybe uh, <laughs> maybe talk to John. Maybe we could have a coffee. It's going to be hard to you know really get to. Yeah. to talk much but maybe uh, you know I stay at shows around okay. the corner and, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll you know it on 18th Street so maybe there's a, but if not we'll chat a little at the uh, theater and all that stuff that's yeah. great thank you definitely. I hope you like Essex Spaceman you ought to meet those guys because oh, they're definitely. British and they're they're they're, um, they're older than uh, you guys, yeah. um, and uh, they are um, they have a business and all that kind of stuff. But it's a very amusing satire, shot on 35 millimeter, great. and uh, totally original. And uh, features uh, uh, an unusual protagonist. Uh, you know, they, they they didn't just try to make a movie by the by the numbers. You yeah. know, they they made something totally original.
0: That's great. Uh, well, thanks very much, Lloyd. And um, I'll, I'll email you and, and John about meeting up next week. But thanks very much. That's terrific. Watch, yeah. It,
2: appreciate it. Oh well, well, thank you, Jed, and keep up the good work. Thank, thank you me. so much. Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.